That must be nice, huh? Yes. It's good to see you again. Thank you. Yeah. And you. And you. Thank you. Relax. You are not doing it. Yeah, he did it already. Oh. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. Go to the chat line, and I can get to your questions and comments. At uh, re- is it rebuildingaman.com, Daryl? Chat line? Okay. Re- He black, that's Joel. Rebuildingtheman.com, all right? I appreciate it. Good morning, everybody. Again. So uh, I'm glad you're all here. Last week, I started out with some stuff, but since today, I want to hear from you. Anybody have any questions or comments, any new people or anyone? No? Everybody doing fine? Well, we can take up the offer and go home now. So everybody's fine. Amazing. Okay, so you're doing fine? Yeah. yeah. How's it going? How's everything? Pretty good. Yeah, you're over your anger? Huh? You're over your anger? Huh? No. You're not over your anger, so everything is not fine. And why aren't you, why haven't you gotten over it already? Um, I don't know, I realized I never really forgave my dad, even though I thought I did. And how do you know you didn't? Because I'm still angry at him and resent him. You yell at him? No, I don't yell at him, but it's just even even like being around him, I just don't like being around him. You don't like being around him. What is it like to be around him? Annoying. Uh, annoying? Yeah. Amazing. Does he know that? Uh, kind of. Oh, yeah? yeah? How old do you know? 22. And so who are you that you think you have the right to feel that way and treat him that way? I don't treat him any type of way. You get mad at him? Sometimes, but... So you yeah. do treat him some type of way? Yeah. And so you do you think you're better than him? No. And so uh, you think you're above him? No. So who are you that you should give your father that type of attitude when you're around him? Or feel that way about him? I don't want to, but uh, well, I Why just, do you? I can't forgive him yet. You can't? Mm-mm. Who are you that you can't forgive him? You have the right to judge him. I don't want to. It's not that. I, if I could forgive him, I would. But Did you know I, how to forgive? But I've tried it, and I Did you forgive can't. your mother? Yeah. You forgave your mother? Yeah. You're not irritated around her? Does she get on your nerve? She does. It's not her that gets on, her, on my nerves, no. It's your father? Yeah. So you forgave your mother? Yeah. How were you able to forgive her? I don't know. Uh, I feel like my dad has just done worse. How were you able to forgive your mother? Because I realized that she couldn't help it, and she did her best. And But you can't realize that about your father? No, because for my dad, I feel like he didn't do his best. I feel like he knew he could do better. But Does that give you the right to hate him? No, it doesn't give me the right to hate him. So why don't you forgive him? I can't just forgive him just because I want to. I don't know. The same way you forgave your mother? I tried. I want to. It's not that I don't want to, but I don't want to pretend to forgive him either. So when you're around him, what happens? I just don't. I don't. I don't like being around you him. You just go. I can't stand. Yeah, like I dread going up to see him or anything. Um, how would you ever know God and you hate his son? Did you forgive your ex? Yeah. You forgave your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can you forgive him but not your father? Because my dad has done the worst 
to me. He done the worst? Like what? I don't really want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? Is it personal? Oh, okay. And uh, so even though he done so-called worst to you, you still have to forgive him. I know. I know that. What do your mother say about it when you talk to her about it? I don't. So what? I don't. You don't talk to her about it? Oh, okay. And why not? Oh, she doesn't want to hear it. No. How's your brother? He could probably be better, too. He could be better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to forgive him. You got to find, realize he, whatever he did or whatever it is, he can't help it. Otherwise, you're going to end up with men like him. You know what I mean? I already am. Your father's black, right? Yeah. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> no, you don't have to forgive him. No, I'm messing with you. Um, any questions about anything? Mm-hmm. All right. So nobody have any questions? Oh, right here. Okay. You know, this week, my daughter was, I was speaking with her on the phone. So she had a complaint about my son-in-law. So I didn't address it. I just listened. So then later on, I'm thinking, you know, all the thoughts come. You should have said this, 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 this. And so guess what happened? It came to me to say. So I sent her a text, and I said, it takes two to make the dream work. That's right. Good. Because no matter what I said, yeah, <laughs> mothers need to stay out of grown folks' business. I did. So that yeah. was good, right? It takes two to make the work. Right. Remember black mothers used to say, stay out of grown folks' business. Go sit down. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good, Mary. That's I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yes, James. That's good. You know this thing about how we can't help not forgiving and stuff like that? It feels like we learn this and then it becomes an excuse not to yeah. do it. Because it's not true that you can't help it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said, go and forgive. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. So, uh, how many of you are on antidepressant medication? <laughs> one, one honest person. <laughs> All right. Um... Why are you on it? Hold on for a minute. Um, I'm not sure if I feel comfortable talking about it. Oh, just say why you're on it? Well, I, I have bipolar. You have bipolar? What yes. does that mean? Um, I go from one end to the other. And mood, my mood shifts from, from like a manic to, manic to depressed, depressed right. depression. And the pill prevent you from doing that? Yes. It, it, where does it put you? The pills, where do they put you? You don't feel either way now? No, I don't. You, you just feel high, like everything's fine? I don't fine. feel high. I don't feel high. I just feel even. Oh, okay. Do you, do you think it's possible to live that way without the medication? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'd want to try. Uh, I had lived uh, 32 years of my life without it, and it was... It was horrible. And a doctor finally diagnosed me. And he said that you're manic depressed? Yes. And so here are some pills? Yes. How long have you been taking the pills? About 25 years. Amazing. Yeah. Do you want to get off them? 
Well, I would love to not would have you to. Would be afraid to? Oh, yeah. I would be too afraid to. And what do you think will happen if you got off? You go back to yes. going up and down? Oh, okay. The reason I brought that up, because there's this man that I have a lot of respect for, uh, Jordan Peterson. You know who he is? Yeah. Oh, okay. For those who don't know, who is Jordan Peterson? Tell us who he is. He's a professor that first he became famous for um, fighting for freedom of speech because the government was trying From to tell Canada, us. From Canada, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And now he, uh, and he then started helping young men, kind of like being a voice, a father figure to many young men. Helping them do what? Just take responsibility for their own lives, what the parents didn't tell them to do. Right. <laughs> Clean up your room, someone. those kind of things. Yeah. And I just heard that he admitted himself into rehab. Were you shocked by that? Um, well, I was happy that he did that because he takes responsibility for his actions. I heard that his wife has cancer and they have a lot of difficulties. And the drug that he was taking is very nasty right. and very hard to come off of. So I think physically he had to go to rehab to get off this drug. Did you know he had been taking antidepressant medication all along? No. Uh, no. So you but I was surprised. Sh- I was surprised. Yes. You were not shocked when you saw... I saw a video of his daughter. He has a daughter who did this video about him um, committing himself to, mm-hmm. to a crazy house. Yeah. Is it a crazy house? No, I think, I think it's more rehab, so it's more to take yourself off What's the drug. What's the difference between a rehab and a crazy house? So, personally, I think rehab is, is wrong, too. It doesn't work, because usually when you go to rehab, they tell you that you don't have the power. Well, she said he would take another medication to get off this medication. <laughs> what a mess. In rehab... But what's the difference between a rehab and a crazy house? So, let's say you act crazy, and they can send you to a crazy house. You're not taking any medication. Oh. And you might be taking medication, and then they send you to rehab to get off the medication. What a mess. But a friend of mine worked in one of those places, and she told me that they take away your power. They don't tell you that you're able to get off the medication. They tell you that you have no power, and you can't do it on your own, and you need us to do it. Yeah. So they were create this dependency on the Were you surprised about Jordan Peterson when you yes. heard that? Yes. You were surprised. And why were you surprised? I met him in person, and he's a very strong figure. He's smart. He's religious. He knows better. And I was surprised. That's why you were surprised? Yeah. I had him on the show before, maybe a couple of times. Yeah. He's an amazing person, and uh, I wish him the best. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. You know him? You know who he is? I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and were you surprised? Well, I just heard it today, and I was really surprised. Cause, because, I mean, it reminds me of the, the preacher who committed suicide. It's like this yeah. guy who's teaching, you know, people who has this huge following. He's, he's talked about. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. Um, but he's, I've seen a few videos. He's really intellectual. He's really into it. And he does, you know, try to teach guys about responsibility and all these things. But right. you look at it as, you know, you check in a rehab, it's like, well, who am I following type thing? Not me. I'm, not me per se. But, you know, as, as a person who follows him, like you start to think like, oh, okay, well, he has issues. So what is he teaching me? The things he's teaching me, is it real? Is it true? 
Yeah. And how could he teach me to overcome? So it just seems like the same situation. With That's why you should let no man be your leader, because if that man should stumble and fall, you would do the same thing, because your faith would be in him and not in God. Uh, you know who Jordan Peterson is? And, and how do you know him? How old are you? So I'm 28. Okay, how do you know him? I know him, uh, I think... Some random YouTube videos came up at first, but then I found his biblical series where he uh, talks about basically God and how it makes a lot of sense. Right. And I hadn't heard someone make sense of religion at all before. So that was pretty cool. Um, I think I, YouTube recommended you to me through him. Right. Um, maybe because of the last name. Right. <laughs> but I think Jordan Peterson is a really, really cool person. Yeah. I was surprised. I just heard about it right now. Oh, I'm right surprised now? to yeah. I'm surprised to hear. Oh, you are. Although he is a psychologist, so I'm not too surprised. So would a psychologist be on antidepressant medication? It seems like they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are they going to sign someone else's colleges if they're on medication? Sign somebody else's colleges. <laughs> Sorry, say it again. <laughs> how, <laughs> if the psychologist is on medication, how is he going to sign somebody else's colleges? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Although, for the most part, everything he says makes a lot of sense. Right. He, he, he kind of speaks like you do, where it's just, yeah. just logic, I, logic. I had him on the show you write about him. I, I like the guy. I really do like yeah. the guy. I was stunned, though, that he was on, that he had to check himself into a um, hospital for drugs. Yeah, he, he has some health condition. His daughter does, too. Yeah, they all um, crazy. They all have, like, depression. Yeah, the whole family messed up. Yeah. And so, what does okay. that say to you? Because the daughter was saying that her father looked like a sad puppy. Can you imagine your daughter being online saying, oh, and this guy's a professional, everybody knows him. She shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. She said, uh, he checked in, it's so sad, blah, 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 whatever. And he, he looked like a sad puppy. That's what the, the daughter said. And she said that when her mother, apparently her mother had cancer or something, and when her mother went into the hospital, she couldn't handle it, the daughter, that she, her period wouldn't even come on. She wouldn't let her period come on until the mother was okay. Did you hear that? No. Nope. It was interesting. <laughs> I'm like, how do you stop a period? I don't know. <laughs> you know what a period is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you would know that. Yeah. But so are you disappointed to hear this? I'm really not. Uh, I've seen a ton of Jordan Peterson's videos, and they're really they're really good. Yeah, just really helpful. So a lot you, of it, a lot of it is like you speak. It's just stuff people already know, but they haven't really put the words to. Right. And that's that's right. I like that kind of thing where you just you realize that it's true. While that's you're right. To it. That's the best way to go. Yeah. Not let someone else teach you, but you realize what that what they're mm -hmm. saying is true. Yeah. I like that. Any questions for me? Not right now. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Like, do you see the difference of him being more intellectual in what he speaks about? Right. And you can see that the emotion runs very high inside of him. Yeah. It still has that anger or emotional side, I think. Oh, okay. So, and I think what I see is that he came into f fame fast, strong, and had a lot to deal with and wasn't ready for that in that sense, emotionally. It's a very 
interesting video that just his daughter put out. I watched it twice. It's so interesting. So make sure you check it out. It's online somewhere. Um, uh, his daughter is talking about that. Um, okay. Did you have your hair? Yes, sir. I remember, uh, you know, years ago I used to go to a therapist and. The, a therapist? Were you crazy too? I was. Crazy. He crazy. And so they. Uh, I knew one crazy person growing up. And this is old black lady. She was like crazy, and she used to hang out at the bridge. <laughs> and we were afraid to go across the bridge. <laughs> and then when I started dating, my girlfriend lived across the bridge, right? And I had to ride the horse across the bridge from Barber County to Russell County to see my girlfriend. Have you ever rode a horse to see for a date? <laughs> it's fun. And it's cheaper. It's cheaper. You ever done that? Are you talking to me? Uh-huh. No, I've never rode a horse for a day. Oh, man, you're missing it. <laughs> and so I had to go across this bridge. During the day, when you go in there to her house, it was still daylight to my girlfriend's house. It was daylight. But coming back, that's what I'd be really concerned because I thought she may jump out and scare the horse. <laughs> but I never heard of a crazy person but that one person. Now, everybody crazy. Everybody and mama on medication. But anyway, just a funny story about the crazy lady. She died. I know her name, but I won't say it. Yes. Yeah, we got all kind of crazy people now in this city. So but you were mental too? I was depressed and suppressed and oppressed. So and were you on medication? Uh, they asked me to try it. They, all the therapists, they asked you to try it, but it didn't do anything for me. You tried it? I did. It didn't work? It did not work. I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it did not work. So, yeah. uh, so I just uh, I got more out of just exercising. Yeah. Um, so what they tell all therapists and psychologists, they got to see each other. So one, you know, one therapist has to counsel with another therapist, and so they, that's what they do. They counsel each other. Oh, so. amazing. This is so interesting, this uh, thing about everybody being on drug and in a situation with Jordan Peterson. And again, I like the guy. You know, I have him on the show several times. I like the fact that he stand up and fight back. He's gone through a lot. He was a professor at one of the universities in, in uh, Canada, I think. And he's more conservative type of guy, right? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so he has really gone, been on attack with a lot of folks. Um, have, you know who Jordan Peterson is in the gray sweater band? Yes. Uh, so have you listened to him and kind of follow what he's doing? Yes. What's your impression of him? He's standing up. A stand-up guy? He's standing up. Yeah. Were you surprised to hear... Th- that he had to check himself in like that? Sure. And, and why? I don't know why. I just was. Yeah. But you don't know why? But I think, wasn't his wife going through some severe illness and he was depressed because yeah. of the severe illness? Yeah, the daughter said, on, and I didn't even know the man had a wife, to be honest. I didn't know he had a daughter. 
until yesterday when I saw the video. But she said that apparently the mother developed cancer or something. Right. And that was really hard on him as well as her, the daughter. And so it was really hard on him. And as a result, the psychiatrist or psychologist or somebody recommended that he take those antidepressant things right. so that he could deal with that situation. So when he heard the bad news, he relied on a drug yeah. to try to help him out of the bad news. And right. he tried to get off of it and said, okay, this is a little harder than I thought. Maybe I'd better quickly go check myself in and get some professional help because it's pretty powerful. It's not like he's been on it for a while. I don't know. And the, the girl, um, somebody told me he was taking other antidepressant stuff, right, James? In the past, he had. Right. But this particular one is stronger. Once the wife developed the cancer thing or whatever she had, it was more serious. He kind of freaked out over that, and so they recommended a stronger one, and he became addicted to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you think about that? I think he's a human being. He's a human being? And what does that mean? He is a being. Is that normal for a human being to... Um, get on medication like that if you can't handle things? Yes, it's normal. Oh, it's Is normal. it good? Probably not. But, but normal. normal. Yes. What's normal about it? A large percentage of people do it. And that's what makes it normal? Yes. Oh, okay. Would you do something like that? I could. I could. You could. Oh, amazing. How about you, Esteban? What do you think? You know this guy. What do you think about it? Well, I think it's kind of weird because, like, I used to listen to his videos, you know, watch him, and um, he seemed pretty smart, like he had everything together, like he knew how to handle, like, different things, you know, situations. But, like, now I think about it, like, let's say, like, I follow this guy and I do what he says, like, I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm going to end up, you know, where he is. You're going to end up on antidepressant medication and, and checking your stuff into a site war. Right, if I follow, you know what he says, because oh. like, that's where he does ended he up. Does he recommend those things, the pills? He does recommend it? He said yes? He recommend it? I'm not sure about He said what? There's going to be a following from this. Hold on, So you're saying that he recommended that you take antidepressant medication? Well, if he's doing that type of practice, yeah, he's going to have a following, even from all the people that are following him now. No, but have you ever recommended other people take it? Uh, you know, I think no. he mentioned it in certain videos in the past. You're saying yes? Yeah. Oh, let him have the mic right there. Yeah. So you know who Jordan Peterson is? Absolutely. Okay. And what do you say about this situation? I, you have another guest, Vox Day, who actually wrote a book about him called Jordanetics. And um, I was disillusioned from Jordan Peterson throughout probably the last year and a half. Um, Why? I've, when you actually dig into his philosophies and what he's saying, um, it really falls apart. Um, it's, it sounds very good and intellectual. He did, uh, I think, part of his biblical series helped me let go of a lot of my atheistic, you know, um, beliefs. So yeah. he's been used in a mighty way, like standing up for free speech and things. His biblical series has all been used, I think, for, for good. But when you really drill into what Jordan Peterson's about, it just falls apart at the seams. And so you say he recommend you take antidepressant stuff? 
Yeah, several times. You've heard him say that. Absolutely. In fact, even in his book, 12 uh, Rules for Life, there's several sections where he's pretty much advocating and saying, if you need it, this is, you know. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. So what? Like ayahuasca, psychotropics. Yeah. He recommended that? Publicly. Yeah, he's publicly supported the use of psychotropics to reach God. He's, yep. he's given that explanation that... To reach God? He yeah. says there that are would do it. experiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like people have had... I know a lot of people who take this stuff. They they are close friends of God. Yeah, God, aliens, God, he's, aliens, he's whatever you want to see. So one of the things I think Jordan Peterson does really well is he tells you a half truth, and then you fill in the blanks. Yeah. So that's what I did. I was a big fan of his. I was I was in love with him for a year. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that I was filling in all those little gaps, and I was projecting my own thing and looking up to this man. And now yes. that this situation's come out. I'm like totally disillusioned. Were you taking the medic? Have you ever taken his suggestion and taken antidepressants? No, I have not. I'm sorry. Good. And why didn't you? I don't have mental issues. Oh, good. I don't listen to the media. (laughs) (laughs) I try not to. I'm glad I got one person who ain't crazy. Let let me ask. um, do you think it's normal to be taking antidepressant medication for human beings? Absolutely not. It's a, it's a new thing. It's a new development since 1950s, 60s. Right. The psychological world has started these pharmaceuticals. And we've survived up to this point without those. Without it, yeah. So it's just uh, another form of control that these the elites, whoever's in control, likes to have us blind, dumb, Absolutely, man. following. Yeah. So the weak thing about Jordan Peterson is that instead of ditching his tour and taking care of his wife, he cops out and takes these drugs to be able to, I guess, take attention away from his wife. And it's more about him. It seems like it's all about him because he could have easily just ditched the tour, got rid of all that stress, and then supported his wife fully. And that's what's wrong. Okay. Uh, so you were surprised when you heard the news? Did you hear today or yesterday? It's been, there have been quiet rumblings for the last couple months. Yeah. People that know him, that are close to him, know that he is, they call him a charlatan, but there isn't really any proof. It's like personal information that people have been yeah. talking about. His daughter said he looked like a sad puppy. What would happen if your daughter went online and said, my dad looked like a... Uh, a, a guy who's helping the world, right? I like the guy himself. I don't know a lot about him as you guys do. I just know he was recommended for my radio show. We had him on, and I enjoyed talking to him. And I've seen him on Fox News or something like that. Uh, what would you do if your daughter said, my dad looked like a sad puppy? I'd come to you and figure out how to change that. <laughs> I mean, this is last that, that would you, ruin I me. got your puppy. That would ruin me if... <laughs> I know that's awful for a daughter to see a daddy that way. No wonder she's tripping too. Yeah. Because she said that she's taking some type of anti-medication, but his are a little stronger than hers. And the one she's taking is hard to overcome as well. The daughter yeah, said that. No, it's, it's, it's amazing to see someone who has this much power over people fall apart yeah. and see the truth behind I bet it, it is all. interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, no one's perfect, and 
there are some valuable things. He was the one. He was the reason I started on this path. Right. But then I quickly moved on, and I guess I can't well, make you, fault him for that. Uh, wish him well. Me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You about to say? Well, just that even before the Jordanetics book came out, I had done some research on him and discovered he's really not as conservative as he's make made oh. out to be. He actually is a. Uh, a researcher on this big UN project for depopulation and they under the guise of climate control or, or oh. climate change and all this. Yeah. Um, is it normal for human beings to take antidepressant stuff? I think it's been normalized. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's been normalized. But it's been not, normalized. Yes, but it's not normal. Meaning that they have convinced the people it is normal? Yeah, through Hollywood, through academia, through the media, yes, it's normalized. Why do people who are on these meditation medications, why do they take that? Why do they think it's okay to do it? What is causing them to need it? I think it's all the stuff you talk about, the broken homes, adding up and stacking up with all the other um, lies, you know, uh, that, the, that pretty much it looks like population control, right? which is blanket for dysgenics, eugenics, and social engineering. I mean, it's, it's really um, a formal way to take control of a whole population. Right. Amazing. Uh, Gretchen, you say you don't think it's normal for human beings to take this? No, I don't think it's normal. And why not? Um, it's a drug, and I don't think it's normal for anybody to be on any kind of drug. But how should people deal with mental illness if not the drugs? They should go and forgive their parents, <laughs> drop the anger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Turn back to God. Uh, Good yeah. point. Interesting. The reason I remember Gretchen's name, I've been repeating it over and over, oh. because Gretchen is now working for us. She uh, started with us. Monday is going to be the official day, but she had training this week. She took Chanel's place. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now she got to deal with James. (laughs) So, James, what what did his wife say about him? How she had to help him with his engagements? Because I heard her say it, too. I just don't remember word for word. So in that daughter's video, she puts her her mother on, his wife. Jordan's wife and so the wife said I had to I've had to tour with him make sure he's well fed listen to what he's saying and try to help him clarify make it clear for the people so she listens to what he says and gives him feedback on what he's saying and how he's saying it that's an amazing statement that's a my is he a Christian I don't know if he's a Christian or not is he a Christian anybody know he says that he is? Oh, okay. Oh, he really believes in science? Yeah, like evolution and, and the drugs from scientific point of view. Oh, okay. I think that's where the contradiction All right. is. Uh, yes, ma'am, you had your hand? Yeah. Okay. One thing I have to say is that I agree that, uh, that there is an abuse of medication going on. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> Absolutely. But, for instance, if... You are now uh, a diabetic. I wouldn't say, you know, don't take insulin, you know. Uh, I believe that there are true people that have mental illness. And I know firsthand 
for myself, um, things just changed for me drastically when when uh, I was put on the medication. Right. And I'm not telling everybody who take take your medication, all right? I'm not telling you to get off. I'm not a doctor. And so you're afraid to get off because you think that if you got off them, you start tripping again. That, yes. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. I don't see any reason to get off of them. Right. But doesn't pills destroy other things in the body? No. After a while? Because I have, a, I'm, I'm monitored. I, mean, I don't just take, the, the doctor doesn't just call them in and I go pick them up and right. I take them. I'm monitored. I, I, I talk to the doctor, a pharmaceutical doctor, right. every other week about, you know, how everything's going. And he changes things. He lessens some or takes me off of something and puts me on a different type. It's, it's different. Okay. It's, it's all different. This, this girl said that they eventually took the mother, liver, or kidney, the whole thing out, or something happened. So she doesn't have one now. Uh, what? Her liver or something. They had to remove it. That's what it said about Jordan Peterson's wife because she was having all her issues too. So I guess Jordan Peterson is dealing with that as well, his wife falling apart. Uh, let me just say, the reason I ask this is because our battle is a spiritual battle. It is clearly a, and I'm not telling you to don't go to the doctor and get your drugs. Get your drugs if you want them, right? But our battle is a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood at all, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. And so I notice what happens is, um, if you don't know this, know this, know this, and don't realize what you're dealing with, you're going to freak out when things happen. For example, um, you could lose your wallet. Let's say you lose your wallet. You left it at home, but... The moment you feel bad and, and feel like, oh, I, I lost my wallet. Same with like, yeah, you lost your wallet. Somebody's going to steal your ID. And the moment you overreact to that, you're like, oh, my God. And then you overreact, right? And then right away, he said, you got to call all the creditors. You got to do all these things. Stop your checks and all that, right? And so you get in a panic mode and you start calling all the creditors and stopping payment on the light bill and everything else, right? And then while you're doing that, you're thinking, oh, some bomb got it. And somebody at a store right now running up, so you're freaking out over that. That would drive you crazy. And so if you knew, and then once you freak out like that, right, you call the bank, stop my credit card. Somebody stole my wallet. You have no proof of being stolen, right? And you forgot when you get home, it's laying right on the dresser at home. But you got freaked out because Satan made you freak out. And you didn't recognize Satan's voice. And so he made you believe a lie and you feel that lie and he got you. And now you mentally ill, you call up the psychiatrist and say, oh, I, I'm freaking out. And they're like, okay, come on over and take some pills. They don't tell you, you know what? It's just Satan. Calm down. <laughs> It's just the devil lying to you because it's not, you're not really freaking out in a, so the mental illness is believing the lie in the mind because the thought could tell you, I know a lady and a guy, they would tell me that when they walk across the road and the car stop, 
And they just walk and they look up and see the automobiles stop, wait for them to crawl. And the stalkers say, they are looking at you. And right away they start to freak out. Oh, they're looking at me. Now they go nuts. Can't hardly get across the road, right? You're listening to the devil. He's deceiving you. The spiritual aspect is the voice of Satan. And if you have not been born again and don't recognize that that's what it is, you will, the world will offer you medication, dumb you down even more so, because you're showing a lack of faith in God. It, the mental illness is the craziness of the mind, and that's what Satan's job is to deceive you, to rob, steal, and kill you. But once you, as Gretchen said, go and forgive your mom and your daddy, you start to fall away from that. And that voice cannot control you anymore in a way. You start to grow from it, but it doesn't have the same type of control over you. You know what I'm saying? And to the young lady that is afraid, to, and I'm not telling you to get off. Don't get off because I hate to see you run up and down Pico screaming, right? Crenshaw. <laughs> Crenshaw, wherever you live. And, uh, but now you're afraid to get off it because you trust the pill more you trust was right. You don't realize that you've been overreacting to the voice of the devil because he lives off your anger. And he has to keep you overreacting in order to stay alive in you and control you. And so now you're trusting this pill. And if you ever got off, you're going to have to deal with that again because the pill doesn't solve the problem. It does not solve the spiritual problem. That's why God said, you must be born again. You must be born again, right? And so once you're born again, you recognize God's voice and Satan's voice. And God sent Christ that we may have a sound mind. Satan came so that you don't have a sound mind. I'm telling you, and when you are not listening to the voices in your head, you have a sound mind. And then life is easy. You can see which way to go and just live your life because you're guided by what is right. The world call that mental illness, but it's spiritual illness because you have not overcome the fallen state. You're still believing a lie that comes from Satan. And it's unfortunate because a lot of millennials are on pills. A lot of Christian people are taking those pills. And so they're having faith in the pills and not in God. But I'm telling you, for the most part, I don't know everybody's case, but I know how Satan works in the mind. Before I was able to see and understand it, Satan had said stuff to me that would make me shake in my boots. He would tell me something, I'm afraid to move. You know, I just feel it all. Because he'll tell you, and it's a surprise that he's telling you, right? And you just feel it all down your body, down in your feet. You can't move. You want to reach out for some drugs or alcohol or sex or something just to make you feel better from that. But it's all spiritual issue. It's, in your, it's Satan operating from your mind. That's why people become drug addicts and alcoholics and things like that because they cannot handle, handle the deceit of Satan. So Christ sent I mean, God sent Christ so that you can come back to him, to God, and have peace on earth, a sound mind, perfect peace, and live a good life without being uh, introduced uh, by Satan. And Jordan Peterson is a good example, and I don't know all his business, but I do know this. The head, which is the man, right? He's the head of his wife and his children, right? 
But if the head is weak and tripping out, everybody gone. Everybody else under him would be tripping out too. So I'm looking at this video. One reason it's so interesting. I'm looking at the video and you see the father look all weak and out of it and just. They show him. She showed him. I want to let my daughter show me online like that though. But she showed him and he just looked out of it. But likewise, the daughter is out of it. And the mother is out of it. But if the father was the head of his family, as Christ is the head of him, the family would be healthy. The wife and kid would not be on medication. They would not be tripping in this way because the father would not be on medication. He would be operating from love. And so it's important that you men realize that you've got to come to order so you can protect your wife and children from the suggestions of Satan. Because when they hate the father, they're going to hate, they're going to love Satan. They can't help but listen to him. Really. It's a spiritual thing. I know, if I didn't know what I know, know now, I, I don't, but we didn't have crazy people. I think when I was growing up, we were always taught it was spiritual, right? A spiritual issue, not a mental, not a, I didn't hear all about crazy people. I just knew one crazy person. And we knew she was crazy. Right? But it wasn't even called mental illness. It was called crazy. <laughs> and, but, when I was growing up, and believe me, Satan's been busy forever. We always have to deal with issues in life. And it's always a battle between good and evil. He's going to always be trying to tempt you to go with him rather than follow what's right with God. Uh, let me do this. I saw your hand. And then, okay. And then here, here, and everybody and their mama. Oh, and here, that's right. Yes. I think you answered okay. it, but based on your experience with counseling different people, uh, do you think like schizophrenia and all these other issues that not the physical trauma because you can have like a brain trauma and be your brain can be messed up but the psychological issues that people have do you think that's brought on by the devil like believing in the lie and believing yeah. in Satan in 29 years of counseling and I've counseled with men and women around the world it's all spiritual they are, they are angry they hate their parents they hate themselves and they're believing in this lie. The lie has convinced them that they're crazy or that whatever, right? But it's, and that's why I never tell anyone, oh, you need to stop smoking or you need to get off drugs. Because I know once they overcome that anger, the, the desire for alcohol and drugs and all that would disappear. Uh, it's always Satan. I, I counseled with a young lady on, the, on uh, Skype the other night, the other day, and she was tripping. If I had been a psychiatrist, I would have told her, hold on, I'll have the doctor come to you and, write, and bring some drugs for you, right? But she was like going nuts. He like, I hate my husband. I've been looking forward to, I'm looking for a divorce lawyer. I have become like my mother. She had never heard of me. So her husband had, so he recommended her. I hate my mother. I never wanted to be like my mother. And she was just freaking. And her husband had done so many nice things for her, put her in a nice house, a nice area and all that. And she was absolutely freaking out. And I said, you know what? You need to calm down. Ain't nothing wrong. Just, it's not a big deal. Go and forgive your mother. And she was like, how did I become like my mother? I don't want to be like my mother. I said, forgive her because you become like whomever you're angry at. You take on their personality. And right away, everything changed. She's like, wow, that's so true. I do hate her. I just never knew why I became like her. No one has ever told me why I became like her, and I'm not myself. And so she was like 100% better. 
It was like she was freed up just realizing that. As so, uh, one of you guys said, you realize that it's the truth. Once you realize, that's the freedom. And so it's, it's a spiritual issue. It's not, why do you think when I was growing up, everybody, everybody and their mama were not on medication? And they were having the same spiritual issues, but the difference is they had parents. They were not angry, immoral people for the most part. And so Satan couldn't work them as much as he could work an immoral person. But it's all spiritual. I'm sure maybe somebody fell and bust their head and messed up their brains. I'm sure that happened along the way. But these problems are spiritual problems. That's why you must be born again. Really. And if you pay attention, if you just pay attention, you see Satan is talking to you. You hear a voice. And it's not from God. It's not from you. It's from Satan. But you're believing it. And the psychiatrist tells you you need medication, so you're gone. Yeah. So that makes sense to me? Okay. Okay, I saw hands here. Right here first. And then I'm working my way this way. Hold on. Put the mic, buddy. In Proverbs, uh, it, has, uh, it says... Uh, he that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Absolutely. Those walls break down, and that's when the enemy attacks. Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm is this your first time here? It's my first time here. Yes. What's your name? Ephraim. Ephraim, welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Black people call that Ephraim. Ephraim. Right. When, and if, in Spanish, it's Ephraim. Oh, yeah? That's, it's a Hebrew name. Oh, uh, right on. Ephraim. Any questions about anything? How did you hear about us? Uh, YouTube. Oh, right on, man. YouTube. Any questions about anything? Uh, well, um, right now, um, I'm currently dealing with uh, uh, some problems at home with uh, with my stepson. He is uh, he's suffering uh, from schizophrenia. Yeah. He's 17 years old. And um, oh, hold that thought. What the world does that really deceive you? They put names to these things, and once they put a name to it, and you start calling it too. That's it. That's right. But if you know it's a spiritual thing, it's a spiritual issue, you can overcome it. But when you name it something else, the world got you. Mm-hmm. Go and, ahead. And that's what's going on. Uh, he, he has, uh, he's been prescribed with some medications. And a lot of people don't know about these medications because there's a lot of side effects to those. Absolutely. And right now he, was, he, he's commi- he got committed to a psychiatric ward. So I'm going to visit him after this. But How old is he? 17. Amazing. Yeah, and um, I've been trying to talk to him about it, but he's he's and there is a diff problem with um, my wife because she doesn't think the way I do. There's of a course, a little situation there. But uh, why did you marry her, knowing she had a child with someone else? Um, I fell in love with her. You fell in love with her? I could say did that. Did you say you too. fell in love with her? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't love because if you loved her, you would not have stood between the son and the mother. Because you're not his father, and stepkids don't accept step parents. Because of that, I res- um, accept the responsibility for her, her children. So she has two children. She has two. two How many do you have? I have four. By somebody else? I have two from somebody else and two from her. Amazing. I understand, man. Uh, so what ha- what advice have you given him? Uh, to seek God first. By doing what? By praying. By praying because um, it's a stronghold that he has to learn how to break, and I don't know if he's fully capable or developed enough to understand that. Right. And I'm trying to teach him that. 
Because right. I know for a fact that it is a spiritual battle, battle yes. a struggle that, that he's dealing with. And yeah. We all deal with that. Have you forgiven your mother? Yes, I have. You went to her? I've gone to her, yes. You went to your mother? Yeah, yes. And what did you say to her? I apologize and I forgive you. Um, for what did she say? She's accepted. She's, she's Catholic, but uh, she's, uh, <laughs> you know, she understands. Oh, good. How about your father? I've forgiven my father. He was never in, my, in the picture, but I, I have forgiven him. You so told him that, too? I told him that, too. Oh, good. Well, when you tell a teenager you need to break the stronghold and seek the kingdom, they don't know what you're talking about. They really don't. But if you told him you have a crazy mother, you need to forgive her because you're becoming like her, and that's why you're nuts. Forgive your mother so God can forgive you. You'll be fine. He will understand that. I'll mention that to him. Thank you. That's what it is. You got to forgive. This is for men and women. When you forgive, then God forgive you. He starts to slow things down. He causes you to overcome. And uh, he would be fine if he did that. Uh, 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 you know, it's too bad they put him on a medication because it's going to be harder to understand. And he's going to trust the medication more. But it, if you tell him he needs to forgive his father for not being there, and his mother who driven him nuts. And God will forgive him. That's how you break the stronghold, by forgiveness. Are you afraid to tell him to forgive his mother? No, no, no. Will you let her know you said that? I'll let her know, yes. Will she beat you up? No, she might get upset, but yeah, beat me up. Yeah, let him know he, <laughs> he needs to forgive his mother. He really do. And uh, whatever he's holding against his father, he needs to forgive him too. It'll be fine. And you should apologize for coming between them because he needed, the, he needed his natural parent, not a step-parent. Even though you are doing a lot, maybe doing a lot of physical things to help him, you're taking care of him, you're paying the rent, it's still not helping his soul re return to God. He needs to uh, return to his earthly father who will help him return to God. And I'm learning that in my Christian walk that uh, a lot of these strongholds are due from from unforgiveness. Uh, exactly. A lot of it's things. totally. A, do you know his father? No, I don't. Oh, uh, does he know him? No. Oh, uh, he doesn't know who he is. No, he doesn't. That's unfortunate, man. Well, he needs to forgive his mother and his father, and then you'll be fine. Thank you. All right. Any other questions about anything? No. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Did you have your hand? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, you know, it's funny, we, we talk about drugs as being a problem. The, the implication is we're talking about medication, prescriptions, maybe illegal, whatever. Right. But society in general sets you up for this. Absolutely. Look at the lines at Starbucks in the morning. They're long, right? People think they need to do, you've got to sit in line a half hour to get a cup of coffee. And it costs a lot of money. And give me a break. You right? can go to McDonald's and get a cup of coffee for a dollar. But it's still coffee. <laughs> And we all think we need it. Yeah, There's but that. Starbucks is called like 3 or $4 or $5 dollars sometimes. Maybe right? more. You know. That's yeah. amazing. But, that, but so there's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of things in society that's like, it's okay, have a cup of coffee. Then guess what? It escalates. Yeah. It's easy to say, well, the doctor gave me a pill. I go right. get my Starbucks. You know? um, children of God should not go to the children of Satan for help. If you believe in God, you should not be going to some psychiatrist or psychologist because they believe in Satan, right? And so they're going to offer you the wrong thing to take you more toward Satan than toward God. You should not be going to them. You should not go to court to sue one another because the judges are going to d destroy 
your identity with God. They're not on your side. And if you pay close attention, you will see that the world is the Old Testament. Christ came because the world was like killing themselves, rob, raping, and, I mean, rob, robbing, raping, and murdering, and doing all kind of wicked things. No trust between each other's families falling apart. Uh, men and women becoming lovers of themselves, their own bodies. Homosexuals and all that stuff had come to the forefront. And so um, God said, if you could find me 10 people, I won't destroy the world, right? And whoever he said that to, couldn't even find 10 people. Like, everybody screwed up. He said, well, how about five? Couldn't find five people. And so if Christ had not come, the world would have destroyed itself. So the Old Testament is the world. The New Testament is the kingdom of heaven within us. Everything been put back to order. You know, peace of mind, love, joy, God taking care of you, not needing to be on his medication. But the people don't trust that. And I was thinking this morning, how nice is that, that the real, the new world is on the inside, but it's a secret. It's like only God will allow you to, to draw you in and allow you to live from it. No human being can put you there because he's not going to let anybody in who has anger. You can't get in. But I, I'm a witness to it. There is a secret world on the inside, another reality, another world. And it's peace on earth, but it's inside of you. And unless you repent, you cannot enter into that kingdom. So that's what they did. So once you're born again, you live the New Testament from within. And then the Old Testament is happening. If you pay attention to the world, everything is still happening. And if you read the Old Testament, you will see it's still happening in the world. They don't trust each other. Look how messed up the government is. I mean, just everything you can think of. And look how the people of the world are pushing every perverted thing you can think of. But they try to make it sound like love. They try to make it sound nice. This woman, uh, Melissa, what's her name? Oh, Milano, you know who she is? Uh, Alyssa. Alyssa Milano. Uh, what is it? Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Uh, she uh, nutty as a fruitcake. Anybody ever had a fruitcake? <laughs> <laughs> so she met with Ted Cruz, right? Because Ted Cruz is for the Second Amendment. This nutty woman is not. And she said to him, I wanted to meet you to see if you are human. And she said, I was, she said, I was freaking out last night because uh, she's nutty too. I, I wrote it down. But I was freaking out. And, and uh, I wanted to meet with you to see if you were human or not. So this is another woman who support abortion and everything that's wrong. And so I'm thinking, Ted Cruz, and this woman admitted that she had two abortions. And she's proud of it. Two abortions. I would have said to Ted Cruz, I wanted to meet you to see if you were nutty. I heard, I mean, if you're human, then you have two abortions. How can you kill your own children? You're the nutty one. But Ted just stood there and looked at her like he was on medication. He didn't say anything. I would have read that woman the riot act. <laughs> really? And then she said, she, she wanted to take out the guns, right? She admitted she has guns. 
I got guns. I'm like, she just claimed that she's a nutcase. She's not allowed to have guns, right? They need to go right to her house and take her gun. But Ted wouldn't say anything. How someone that's having a bush is going to tell you, I want to know if you're a human? It's crazy. So that's the world out there. So you got to realize the kingdom of heaven, the New Testament is in us. And he won't let anyone see it. He won't let anyone know about it. It's only the ones that repent and born again. He will draw you in and you will just automatically start living from that sound mind and peace of heart and perfect love. You grow in that. I'm telling you, it's an amazing way to live, too. All right? So when you see the world, you see the Old Testament. Um, let's see, where was I? I can't come right to you. I'll come back to you because some of these people raise their hand a little sooner than you, but I'll come back. Uh, right here and then the black shirt. Okay. So I didn't hear about the Jordan Peterson thing till today. I was an admirer of his, but not super deep. Um, but I wanted to comment on just medications in general. I worked in construction several years ago. I injured my back, just lifting heavy lumber. Woke up one morning. I thought my back was broken. I thought I was crippled. It was just a pinched nerve. I could have easily gotten hooked on pain meds yep. like a lot of people do. Yep. I ended up, because I'm stubborn and I didn't want to get hooked on chiropractors either, I found an inversion table and found a way to decompress my spine. Problem solved within a few days. That's right, man. But I, but, but I, got, to the, I got to the cause of it. And a lot of psychological problems happen because people can't stand the pain. I mean, I, I had yes. physical pain that was unbearable in my body, and it would have been so easy mm-hmm. to take some pain meds and get hooked and have all sorts of liver failure, whatever that happens. Yeah. What I love about having discovered you, and I just found you online. I'm, you know, first time here. This your first time? Yes. Oh, welcome, man. Thank you. Yeah, What's your first name? Andrew. Andrew. Okay. Is you help people get to the cause yes. of spiritual pain? Yeah. You have, you know, the silent prayer, the techniques, the anger, all that is like basic. The cause. Like yes. Get to the root of your problem. It's yeah. a spiritual problem, like it, you say, but it could be it's physical. Spiritual. It could be just physical pain, and people get addicted on meds because of yeah. pain. When That's they can't handle the psychological pain, it's, 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 it can, life can be unbearable if you don't know how to get to the root. You are showing people how to get to the root, and I so appreciate it. You're welcome, man. I appreciate that. I, uh, you make a very good point. When I was growing up, I had all kinds of things happen to me. I fell out of a tree, an oak tree. I, w- I kept climbing this tree. You know how boys like to climb trees and things? And my grandmother said, boy, you better stay down at that tree. You're going to bust your head over. And so I didn't listen, of course. So one day, and this tree had big roots on it, too. So when you hit your head, you hit your head. And so I, I climbed the tree this particular day, and I fell out the tree, and I hit my head. I started crying. My grandmother didn't say, let me take you to a doctor to get you a pain pill. She's like, I told you to stay your eight out of that tree. <laughs> and I'll move on. When she said that, I just stopped crying. <laughs> so I took the pain, the physical pain. And then another thing that happened to me, I know if it happened today, they'll take me right to the doctor and put me on pills. I was plowing the field one day. I didn't want to stay home from school and plow the field, right? And my grandfather like, no, you got to stay home. I'm like, no, I want to go to school. And I started pouting. And he said, no, you're going to stay home. So I went out and hooked up the mule to the plow, and I made the mule take off. And as soon as he took off, the plow ran over my foot. And it cut my foot wide open. I could literally see the white and the red veins and the blood. It was bleeding. I'm like, oh, Dad, I cut my foot. 
He like, well, you hadn't been acting out, you would have done it. <laughs> so he made me plow the field anyway. And then the dirt healed the, the wound. They didn't take me dirt. <laughs> they didn't take me to a doctor or anything. They didn't say, "Oh, you poor baby." Then he just said, "If you hadn't been acting up, it wouldn't have happened." And my foot standing wide open. And so I'm like, "Wow, I made a fool of myself." Because had I not acted out, I would have been conscious enough to know what I was doing, to watch what I was doing. But they didn't, I took the pain of that. Didn't complain about it anymore or anything. In those days, human beings were better than they are today because they took pain. They had parents and they, they had to endure things. I don't ever remember my grandmother or grandfather going to a doctor. And they lived to be 80 and 90 and 100 and all that good stuff. I never went to a doctor growing up, except when I had my lip. I was born with a colorful lip, so I had that done. But other than that, I never went to a doctor. Never went to a doctor because the body will heal, heal itself or they'll tell you put some alcohol on it. How do they tell you just put alcohol on a, on a cut, right? Put alcohol on it and it worked. But the human nature is so weak today and so reliant on the children of the world that it's just getting weaker and weaker. But you guys are waking up. You guys are starting to, as you said, you guys are coming back to that. It's a spiritual battle. If you have a physical pain, whatever, if you want to take the doctor out, go ahead. But it's more spiritual than it is physical. It really is. All right? Right behind you. Um, so I want to correct. And then right here. I wanted to correct the record. You asked me if I, why I didn't take medication. Right. I have my issues. I think growing up, I was just poor, and I, my parents couldn't afford to pay for doctors. Right. So in what way do you think like money, wealth, celebrity contributed to Jordan Peterson's issue currently? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I just, when I heard about why he had taken the, the pill, the first thing I realized is that he overreacted. It sounded as though, I don't know, I wasn't there, but it sounded like he overreacted to his wife's condition. You know, he find out that uh, apparently the wife was traveling with him, and she said she was helping him to figure out what to tell the folks or whatever, right? And so now you find out your wife had cancer. Satan used that right away. And the moment you believe it, you become emotional, and now you're tripping out, and now you have to take the pills. Okay, so what made him vulnerable to that, to hearing Satan's voice? Because he sounded really solid and strong. Not being born again. Years. Okay. Nobody telling you it's a spiritual problem. Satan talked to you in your head. And when Satan gives you something, this is why it's not good to be emotional. Really. It's good, it's best to be logic or logical. Because when your wife gets cancer and you hear about it, you're not going to freak out. And then you see what to do. And that's the best kind of love to have for her in the situation, right? You won't freak out. So that way you don't end up on medication. So you'll see what to do. Take her to the doctor or whatever, right? But if you freak out, the moment you hear, he got you. Now the whole, your whole system is messed up. And the doctor tells you you need medication to deal with it. Now you're hooking on the medication and just one thing leads to another. But you're not supposed to freak out in any given situation. But did you just say logic? Like he needed to remain logical? Yes. When the news came? Because he seemed very logical in his early years. Was seeming that way and having it are two different stories, because once you become logical, the the grace of God 
kind of put you on solid ground. So when situations come, you see them, but you're not over, you're not overreacting to them. Even when you wake up, Satan still trying to talk to you to make you overreact to something, but you recognize his voice and you won't give in to the voice. Because you can't be in and out of logic. Once you're born again, you become logical and you, you grow from that. It doesn't switch. You don't go in and out of it. So there is a, you can't be too logical, right? Because you keep knocking. All the logical, only logic comes from God. It can't come from the world. So not the academic logic. They don't have it at all. No such Warriors, thing as academic academics. logic. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying that logic has to come from one source? It only comes from God. Gotcha. Yeah, only come from God. The world, um, they don't have logic. That's why you have to die from the intellect. And what they do is feed the intellect all the time. They're always feeding it so that they can control you, but you're subject to evil when you uh, feed the intellect. Look how many young people have gone to college. They come out in nutcases. I hear you. Drug addicts and alcoholics and, yep. and more. They're sleeping around and all kind of mess. But they got the knowledge, this lost the character, they lost the foundation. So that's also a trick as well. Yeah. There's no logic in the Old Testament. The world don't have it. They just don't have it. They may have degrees up the yin-yang, but they don't have logic. Do you know what I mean when I say up the yin-yang? You know what I mean? Is that a Chinese term? Is it is that <laughs> I asked Joel that on the air. I do know what it means, yes. Joel, like, no, I don't know what that means. You never heard up the yang yang. You know what that is, Victoria, right? Oh, you do know. See, Victoria, no, why don't you know? Amazing. <laughs> But I'm telling you, when you wake up, you lose, it's shocking. It's not shocking. It's amazing to see that there's no logic in the world. I don't care how many degrees they have, where they live, how many TV shows they're on, if they call themselves psychiatrists, doctors, lawyers, therapists, and all, even doctors are crazy. I have doctor's friends who are nutty. And, they, and I tell them they're nutty, and they know it now. I have lawyer friends who are nutty. They have to come to me for help. They have lawyer degrees up the yang yang. They run lawyer companies, right? But inwardly and here, they're out to lunch. So money doesn't solve anything. It just pay the bill. It's a convenience for you. Yep. That's all it is. Yeah. It exacerbates it. Yeah. They look for cheap or they look for convenient answers. That's why when you have logic, you don't make material things your God. It's a tool. You know, God loves us and he provided those things for us, but he didn't want us to make them our God. They shouldn't be so important that you kill yourself for them or you rob and steal for them or you would lie and cheat for them and all that kind of stuff. It shouldn't be that. So when, when you get your divorce and your wife want to take your money, just let her have it and you'll get more back. All right? Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Um, I was on anti legal antidepressants for 15 years. And legal? Legal ones. Oh, meaning and that then, they were not illegal drugs? Right, and illegal ones about 15 years before that. So total probably 30 years. Yeah. You know, street drugs and stuff. But last uh, 15 years on legal ones that the doctor prescribed. Are you still on them? No. <clears throat> so it was about five, six years ago, 
And I, when you guys were think, talking about, or when we've been talking about these things and why, why, but I think for me it was because ever since I remember, I've always felt like I'm weird and different and strange, and I couldn't handle, like you just were talking about, I couldn't handle feeling bad. You know what I mean? So I was maybe 16 when I started drinking a little bit, and then when I was about 20-something, I started doing street drugs, you know, so all that to kind of, I think they call it self-medicate, right? And so did 15 years of that. Um, then a, a doctor prescribed the, the antidepressants for me, for, and I, it was actually a gynecologist because I was getting very emotional and depressed and the whole nine yard um, during that time of the month. But anyway, so... During that time of month? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we know what time that is. <laughs> and the, about five, six years ago, I went to her and I said, I don't want to take this anymore. And she said, actually, you can't get off of it. You're just going to be the crazy person you were before that, if you do. And I said, no. And I, because I honestly felt that God... And I, like I said, I don't recommend everybody's different, but I felt I didn't need it anymore. She said, no, you cannot get off of it. I said... Uh, okay, fine, and I left her office. I went home, and I just took half a pill for a week, a quarter pill for another week, and that was six years ago. Amazing. That's nice. I'm you know, glad you all. Now, nowadays, I just know that being feeling bad and having struggles is a part of life. I'm not supposed to try to numb that every time. You right. Know what I mean? That's right. So, uh, just like you were you raised by both parents? No, I never knew my dad. I know that's the core thing. I, I yeah. never knew. I mean, I knew who he was, but I never have, had a dad. You know? The worst thing that can happen to you is not to love your father. Absolutely. Really? Because Satan is your daddy otherwise, mm -hmm. and he will destroy you. Yep. That's amazing. It's, it's really actually amazing that I'm sitting here saying... You know what I mean? That's right. My, yeah. Actually, almost. So you understood uh, Kelly when she said that she's afraid. Did you say you're afraid to get off or you don't know what will happen? Right Where's Joel with the mic? Ask the bar, get up, buddy. The Mexicans sit down. How come Mexicans and blacks love to sit down on the job? <laughs> Why is that, Caesar? They love to sit. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I'm No wonder the, the black people say black and brown. <laughs> you notice black people always put the brown people with them now black and brown and now the brown people acting just like the blacks they sit down on the job no go ahead I'm not so much afraid to get off of them um, I just why not I mean it's like taking your centrum pill every day your vitamin pill every day it's it's like um I know what will happen if I stop taking them. You would go nuts? Yeah, I ended up in the hospital before, twice in my life. Um, do, you, do you think if you were to overcome that anger, you truly forgave, and God brought you into the kingdom, do you think you would still be tripping out like that? No. So why not overcome the anger? That's what I'm here for. Have you dealt with your parents? Yes. Both of them? Yes. So why do you still hate your mother? Um, I, I thought I had it all together after I forgave her. I thought I had it, you know, 
all together with her, you know, uh, forgiving her and all that. Right. And then um, she just turned around and did something uh, that just blew me away. And I realized I'm still angry with her. And what did you do when you realized that? That's a very good point. What did you do? Well, I caught myself engaging with her. Right. Then I stopped myself. Right. And I apologized. Even though I knew she was in the wrong, right. I apologized for my behavior. Yeah. And I'm not so, really talking to her right now, so. Yeah, I don't blame you. But let me tell you this. When you wake up and then situations come along, you feel the anger again, don't worry about it. You're growing. And so Satan is still that familiar voice with you. So you may find yourself overreacting, but don't judge yourself. Just relax and realize, you know, you listen to Satan. It's not a big deal. And because of God's grace, he's still bringing you out of it. It's happening. You won't be able to taste it and touch it. But you'll notice after a while, you're not overreacting anymore. But if you judge yourself, you think, oh, I thought I woke up. I thought I was born again. I'm still angry. He got you because he, got, he has caused you to believe another lie. You, that's why God said, bring every thought into captivity because every thought is a lie, right? And so he'll tell you, oh, you didn't really wake up. You're still angry. But all you did is like a newborn baby. You fell down for a minute, but just laugh about it and keep going. And your world is coming together. It is. It's totally happening. But don't freak out. All right? And, and, and don't judge yourself or your mother or anybody, really. But if you fall back into that anger because you believe a lie, don't judge yourself for it. Just be patient. And you're growing from it and you're growing from it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, don't do that. Yes. Uh, yes, ma'am. And then here and Frankie. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just want to touch on a little bit about that forgiveness of the once you realize they can't help it, you can forgive. Yeah. For me... I wanted I wanted to see proof that she could that my mother couldn't help it and once I let that go and I just forgave so many examples came up after that I was able to see that she really couldn't help it. Right. My sister called me a couple of weeks ago very upset. My mother was very disrespectful and I told my sister about trust me if you forgive her you'll see that she can't help right. it. Things will happen and it just gets easier and easier up to Friday my mother had a problem and she called me very upset. And I said, well, if you'd like, I can, I'll call a claim adjuster for you on, on Monday. If, if you'd like, I can help you. And she just snapped. And she said, are you going to, it's so funny, are you going to yell at him like you yelled at that lady at Best Buy for the laptop you gave me? And I was like, what in the world are you talking about? I was like, oh, that yeah. was 13 years ago. I know. You and, should say bye. And, and, talk. Well, but so, talk. Yeah. Well, that, that's what, so I was, my reaction was almost shocked. Yeah. Because I was thinking, wow, everything I've done for you and everything you've done to me, but yet that's what you choose to hold. Like when you think of me, that's a part of my character. And I just said, okay, well, good luck with that. And I just let it go. When before, I would have flipped out. That's right. Thinking, I did this for you, I've done this for you. And I didn't. I was like, well, good luck with life. And then she ended up calling me yesterday and she's like, well, you know, she ended up, didn't bring it up because to me it wasn't wasn't my problem. I didn't bring it up. She ended up apologizing. It's like, well, can you help me with the claim? I go, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a problem. But it's, it's, it, it's so great that I, as time goes on, you really do see that they can't help themselves. Like you, it, it keeps to, coming up. And to add to that, the best way to see it is to know thyself. Because when you get to know yourself, you're going to see you can't help yourself. 
You can't make yourself not listen to Satan. You can't make yourself have perfect peace. You can't make yourself not overreact. And once you see that you're not in control, it'll cause you to understand others as well. And so uh, when they go nuts, you won't take it personal because you know you can't help yourself. you got to get to know yourself. Pay attention to self. You will understand the world around you. I was telling James this morning that uh, when James and I were talking about how I was telling him about it's so weird when people do me wrong now. I don't take it personally. I can have a fight with someone. And as soon as the fight is over, we can go to lunch and have a hooting at a time. But the person you fought with, they can't do it because now they're thinking certain things and feeling certain ways and they can't have lunch. But I can have lunch like nothing ever happened. And that's how you become because that's how your father is. God is that way. And he would give you the love that's of himself and you would deal with people in the same manner. You won't, it won't matter. It just, you just understand. You just see. All right? Um, yes, sir. Did you have your hand? Did you raise your hand just now? Um, maybe I was just stretching. Oh, you were stretching? Yeah. Is this your first time here? Yeah. What's your name? Philip. Philip, I'm glad you came. How did you find out about us? Uh, I was just getting a ride with this guy. <laughs> you were just getting a ride? And he happened to be passing through, uh, coming here, so I was like, all right. All right. What are you dealing with? Are you dealing with issues in life? Well, I, I think um, what I'm dealing with a little bit is uh, uh, contradictions and uh, mixed messages. So I'm a little bit struggling with um, your comment earlier about, uh, I thought you said something about a cleft lip. Right. Yes. So um, it sounds like uh, you're telling other people they can't get their brain chemistry fixed by the doctors, but you can get your cleft lip fixed by the doctor. And it, I'm not, I'm struggling with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, not the brain. I said maybe someone, you know, people yeah. do have brain issues. People yeah. fall off the boat. They fall out of a tree. You, I guess you can mess with your physical brains, right? But these voices that you hear, that has nothing to do with the brain. It's a spiritual voice that you hear of darkness, and that's what people overreacted to. Because as soon as they believe that voice, they feel it and they overreact. And that's what you should not have to go to a doctor for. I guess I disagree. You disagree with that? Yeah. What can the doctor do about you know, the voice you hear in your head? Before we had x-rays, we didn't always see a broken bone underneath the But I'm talking the about the voice, right. not the physical. Right. So Do you hear I think voices that there might be a biological chemical explanation for some of the voices. Maybe not all of them. Right? I'm not eliminating the possibility of your explanation about right. things, but I'm just saying that there it is also possible that there is a there's a broken bone. That's what I said, go it, to it the doctor. It might not be a bone, it might be a broken chemical pathway. I don't know what that means. How can a chemical issue cause a voice in your head? An unbalanced chemical thing, what they're telling you. How does that cause voices in your head? Cause voices in your head? Well, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. But you believe them when they say it, right? Oh, yeah. And why do you believe them? Because they have, uh, well, now we're going to get into arguing about science and stuff. No, we're not going to argue at all. Religion and stuff like that. No. But I, I just want to know. What, why do you believe them that it's a chemical imbalance that causes a voice in your head that you're obeying and killing yourself? 
Well, I broke my hand one time. Uh, I saw an x-ray. Right. The doctor was able to show me the broken bone. And uh, and then, you know, they gave me some, uh, like a cast or something. And right. told me some, you know, here's some behaviors you can engage in to uh, not prevent the healing process. Yeah. And uh, and then it got healed. So, so that was... Uh, what do you do about the voices in your head? When you have these voices talking to you, telling you this and telling you that, and you believe them, what do you do about those? Well, I'm, I'm confused by the question. What do you do about the voices that you hear talking to you? It sounds like you talking to yourself or someone talking to you. What do you do about that? My own voices? In uh-huh. my head? I, well, I listen to them and ignore them at various times in the day or depending on what they're saying. You believe some of them? The voices in my uh- what? Do you ever believe the voices in your head? Yes. You and why? Uh, I don't know. For the same reason I believe anything. I'm sorry. For the same reason I believe anything. And what's that reason? It seems reasonable. It seems reasonable. Yeah. What do you do when it doesn't work out? That you should not have listened to those voices. Um. I think of how I came to the decision. I think of uh, other possible uh, options that were available, and I uh, try to think of how I can avoid that mistake in the future. Do you trust the voices that you hear? For the most part. You do. Yeah. And why do you, where do they come from? Uh, well, that, now that we're getting into a theological question, I, 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 I'm not sure. You're not sure. Yeah. Why would you trust them not knowing where they came, come from or came from? Because what else do I have? You have the voiceless voice of God inside of you. What was that? You have the voiceless voice of God on the inside of you. But every time you listen to these voices, you're not going to uh, hear from God. You're not going to pay attention to God's voice. Do you think those voices in your head are your own? I'm not sure. Have you ever wondered about that? Where are these voices Oh, yeah, coming I out? wonder it all the time. And what did you come up with? Uh, it remains a mystery. It does? Yeah. Where mystery unfold is the voice of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> it's the voice of Satan. And if you want to be guided by that voiceless voice, you got to drop your anger. you got to forgive. And then you stop listening to all this stuff and your whole world will change. Because those voices are not your own. They're not from God. And you should not believe any of them. What do you think about that? That's an interesting uh, explanation. Yeah. Did you think you were the owner of those voices? You thought you created those voices? Uh, not necessarily. Who did you think created them? Uh, it is a mystery. Oh, okay. It's from Satan. So, so drop it, and you got to go and forgive your parents for failing you. Don't hold any grudges against yourself, and everything will change. When you forgive them, God will forgive you, and everything will change. Would you get out of try and come back and yell at me? I'm sorry? Will you do that and come back and let me know what happened? Uh, I'm unlikely to come back here. Yeah. So what so now? I pro- I'm unlikely to come back. You are? Yeah. Oh, good. So go and forgive your parents. All right. 
All right. And let me and don't ask for forgiveness. Forgive them and God will forgive you. And those voices will start to get further and further and further away. But you'll be guided by the voice of God, by the light. All right. All right. That was fun, huh? It was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, in the rest, Sherry, I have a question for you. This is your first time here at a meeting, right? The mic can't hear you doing this. Yes. Any questions about anything? Anything you disagree with? No. No? Um, do you, is it normal for human beings to be on that medication stuff? I would choose another adjective. I would say it's uh, popular. And when you talk about the uh, prescription drugs or the illegal drugs, if you go back a century or two, it was alcohol. And I think what's different today is a mindset which may be popular by media that says you have a right to be happy. But I don't think we do have that right to be happy. And so you have this false expectation that says I'm going to be happy all the time and if I can't do it on my own then I'm going to get some other vehicle drug i.e. to help you be happy and God, Christ didn't come to bring happiness, he came to bring peace because happiness come and go you know what I'm saying, it doesn't last you can meet a friend and be happy oh and then next day you hate the friend so you're unhappy you can get married today, and you, you and your wife go have a nice honeymoon tonight, and you wake up in the morning wondering, what in the, who, who is this? I'm so unhappy. You know what I'm saying? But the peace that Christ came, it's everlasting. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what the situation is, you will overcome it because you will be guided by the light. And there's nothing better than having a clear mind. That's why God said he wants you to have his mindset. Come into the presence of God, your mind will be clear, and no psychiatrist or anybody will tell, tell you that you're mentally ill. You're not mentally ill, you're just listening to the wrong spirit due to the anger. You've got to overcome the anger, that's the nature of Satan. All right? So, any questions, James, over there? Yeah, you have some. Uh, let me take Frankie first, and then over to James, and then we got to end. You said that's all right now? Oh, okay. Go ahead, James. So one person is asking, how do you overcome forgiving yourself of feeling guilty of being a pain to your parents so that you can actually forgive them? How do you overcome yourself doing what? So forgiving yourself because he feels guilty of being a pain for his parents so that he can actually forgive his parents. He thinks that... So how do you forgive yourself? Well, once he forgives his parents, all the other stuff will fall away. Because you will see that forgiveness work. You won't hold it against anyone. I heard a a psychiatrist tell some family, they were all fighting and stuff, you got to learn to love yourself. How are you going to love anyone when you don't love yourself? And what do you think about that comment? Do you love yourself? Uh Take the mic with me. Esteban, go to James and let him have because he's not done. Uh, you love yourself? I don't hate myself. Do you love yourself? Um, yeah. And you do? Yeah. And how do you love yourself? I bet you do. Well, again, I don't hate myself, so I do. 
It's not like a feeling like I love myself and I'm happy about it. It's just I don't hate myself. Right on. Is it possible to love yourself? Yeah. Did you, at one point, before you stopped hating yourself, did you love yourself? I never hated myself. I'm sorry? I never hated myself. Oh, good, man. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So the, the point is, you can't love yourself. Where are you going to get the love from to love yourself with? You know what I'm saying? And anybody who loves themselves, they're in trouble. They're doing all the wrong things. Believe me. Yes, Dave? Stephen is asking, does God have special circumstances for people who may be too far gone mentally? So that, like somebody who has schizophrenia or mental retardation, do you think, for lack of a better term, that they get a pass to heaven? <laughs> Uh, funny question. Um, I don't know who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. That's not my decision to make. I have no idea. Only God knows the heart, so only he can make that decision. But I do know that some people have like major anger in their life. You know, they've gone through a lot, and they'll just pile up the anger. And that's uh, pretty bad. But once you realize, know yourself, realize it's wrong to hate, it's, it's over it. I mean, because God doesn't have like a major stick. They say, you know what, JoJo is not so bad. Leroy hate himself. Susan doesn't really hate herself. <laughs> hatred, anger is hatred, period. And anyone who has anger is shed off from the tree of life. That's why, and, and there's no such thing about letting go a little of it, a little bit, and you, it's a process. It's over. Once you, it's just over. It's a spirit. Once you take the spirit out, the whole thing is done. And then you start to just grow. All right, so don't listen to the world naming this stuff because if they call it, if they give it names, you must call it that too, and it causes a lack of faith in God. You don't see that it's spiritual because you're naming it as something else, right? Like we have fat people. You know what a fat person is, Jane? What is a fat person? Somebody who's fat. <laughs> Do you give it another name or you call it what it is? Oh. Yeah, I call him big sometimes. Sounds nicer. I, uh, I call it fat. It's fat. When I was growing up and there were fat people around, they were fat. You know what I'm saying? I remember once I went to Indiana and came back. I was really fat because I eat all the wrong food. And my grandma said, boy, you sure fat. She didn't say you're obese or you gain weight. She said you're fat. And the shock of that makes you want to lose weight. You know what I'm saying? That is, but if you say, oh, you're obese, that doesn't sound as bad, right? But if you say, no, you're fat, you're going to run to the gym, cut back on the fatty food. Reality is what changes your life, not the illusion, not the lies. The truth without anger changes your life. One more day. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I would say people also say big boned. Big boned, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no bones in the world. That'd be. <laughs> anyway, um, any questions about anything? So listen, all this mental illness stuff is spiritual illness. It's psycho-mental or psycho-spiritual. And if you drop the anger, let the world say what they want. They'll children of the lie, right? But if you drop that anger by forgiving, you're going to develop a sound mind. It will be given to you. And your whole life will come together. 
It really will. It'll start, it'll just work out. So when you fall back, if it looked like you hated somebody or you felt the pain of it, don't freak out. Because Satan used that against you too. Oh, you didn't wake up. Now you're going to freak out about that. Now you're going to run back and apologize again and all that crap, right? Satan is not going to tell you the truth about anything. Just relax. Nothing is that serious where you need to be freaking out about. Nothing. And so if your wife, and I'm thinking that this is what happened with uh, Jordan Peterson, it sounded like he was out there working, his wife working with him, and then they find out that she has cancer or whatever she had. His first thing was to freak out. Is not to freak out. When you freak out, that's not a sign that you love your wife or your husband. That's a sign of weakness. It's a sign of lack of faith. Because just think about it. Not freaking out, it's just, I mean, when you freak out, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. The woman still got cancer, right? But if you don't freak out, you will see the right thing to do. And it will make her feel better, too, because she sees that her husband is calm and patient through it and doing the right thing. That will encourage her to feel better about it because he's not freaking out. It's like sitting in a meeting and you start about to cry about a situation. You're about to cry, but you're doing fire, right? And the person next, next to you start patting you on the back. Don't you like just boo-hoo? You just start boo-hooing because that, that's false love. That's not love. That's a fake love. In all things, we should be calm and patient through all things so that we can overcome. Then you see that the person loves you because they're not reacting. They're doing the right thing, and you're fine. All right? So it's the mind thing. That's why I encourage you to overcome the anger. You must forgive. But you can also go out there in the world and let them feed you medication and let them call yourself schizophrenic or whatever they call it. You, start, you can live a life of hell or heaven right here on earth. It's up to you, really. It's really up to you because as adults, you're responsible for your repentance. No one can make you do it. It's up to you. Even God won't. God will let you take the medication. He will let you go to the mental ward. All of his, in the name of Jesus. When you drive through downtown and you see all those black people on drugs and alcohol and homeless and bombs on the road, everybody believe in Jesus. And I'm tested. I'm like, do you believe it? Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Why are you on drugs? I don't know. <laughs> but they know the Bible. They are Christian, they say, but they don't really believe in God. They believe about him. All right. Any questions? Yes, sir. <laughs> so what now? Satan is Jordan Peterson's daddy. Or Jordan, what, what's, what's his name? Jordan? Jordan Peterson? Yeah. yeah. He definitely I mean, got him right now, that's for sure. He's not a Christian, but he talks a lot about, you know, like, the belief in God is good, but he's not a Christian. He's oh. not a conservative, but he talks a lot about, like, conservative values. Like, the whole Canadian political system is, he's part of the liberal system. Oh. And it's, I guess, it's similar to other things that we have down here. But it's not, he's not a conservative, he's not religious, and Satan is his daddy. And it's apparent, obviously. Well, now it is, that's for sure. Yeah. Because God would not allow you to end up in that condition once you were born again. It's impossible. And so my biblical question was, can you be born again of God and become mentally ill, depressed, or suicidal? The answer is No. It's impossible, impossible. 
that what you are to me impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard that song? <laughs> Anybody ever heard that song? That's what you are to me impossible. Yeah. What's that woman named, Ermin? I don't know. Uh, Natalie Cole. Uh, unforgettable. Yeah, unforgettable. <laughs> so you have heard it. Unforgettable. I, I know somebody's saying. But it's impossible to become mentally ill or depressed or suicidal. And I know that for a fact because when, before I was born again, I tried suicide. It didn't fit, but I tried it. I used to get depressed. At least when I, once I moved out here to California and I started hating white people. It was that anger that caused me to get depressed because I was separated from God, right? And so I know what I know the voice that tell you, you need to take your life. You're not worth a dime. You need to take your life. You're not like so-and-so. You're not as popular. And you believe it, and that's it. So without the anger, you will have perfect love, and it's impossible to get those ways, to become that, because Satan lives off your judgment, playing God. All right? So it's impossible. Impossible. And there are a whole lot of Christians who are angry, suicidal, and depressed. And that is because they know about God, but they don't know Him. They don't have that one-on-one relationship with Him. They've not been born again. And there is a difference. All right? So thank you all for tuning in uh, today, and thank you all for coming. I absolutely appreciate it.